Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit tryfacetwealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. Before we get into it, because man, do we have some juicy stuff to talk about today. I want to let you guys know about a really cool new feature that we're doing at thedip.com. Um, it's a community post specifically for this podcast. So, you know, I love getting to interact with you on social media, but sometimes it gets hard. You know, the DMs get flooded. I lose track of time. But with this new community post, I'm specifically going to be talking with you guys after every single episode. If you go to the dip.com and find the Morgan's Pop Talks community, I will be posting, you know, exclusive content, my real thoughts and feelings about the topics that I cover, like on today's episode, for example. So think of the dip as like a new female founded Reddit where people like you and me can actually feel good about sharing our opinions and the pop culture stuff that we love. Cause like Reddit sometimes gets kind of dark and creepy, you know, like ooh, a little toxic over there, but we can chat about everything. Bravo, pop culture, celebs. You can ask questions or if there's anything you want me to expand on, like if you're listening to what I'm going to talk about Kim and Kanye today and you're like, Ooh, I want to know more about that. It's a really great way for you to start interacting with me that I will be able to respond to you much quicker. So it's a new space for us to kind of do whatever we want as MPT listeners. So the link in the description will tell you how to find the Morgan's Pop Talks community on thedip.com. And today, I mean, you know, I'm going to be posting about this Love is Blind deep dive on the dip because wowzas, there's lots of stuff to get into, but let's do just that. Let's get into it. Our pop three, the biggest stories of the week. As I am sitting down to record this podcast, Kim Kardashian is no longer a West. A judge has officially granted Kim Kardashian single status, just like she's updating that Facebook page. Boop. Single. Kim and Kanye had another court hearing Well, today, but you guys are listening it tomorrow. So yesterday where the judge sided with Kim and granted her request to end her marriage 
to Kanye West. Now, about a day before this hearing, Kanye actually fired his third attorney, meaning he was then on to his fourth. And according to TMZ, the third one kind of moved out of the way because it'd become extremely difficult with little communication, which is what Kimmy said in her Instagram clapback a couple weeks ago. Remember the only time that she's ever addressed it like publicly on her Instagram story. She's like, if you want to settle this, call your lawyer. They haven't been able to get in touch with you, yada, yada, yada. So he's on to the next one. So TMZ reported that he was going to be represented by Samantha Spector, who recently represented Nicole Young in her divorce from producer Dr. Dre. So there was all this holdup about the prenup and Raider Online got the prenup. So essentially what Kanye was trying to do was say that their prenup was not valid because it was signed in 2014 because there's a presumption in California that prenups signed after 2001 are invalid. I don't live in California. I don't have a prenup. So cannot confirm or deny. But the only way they can be validated is either during a trial or if both parties agree. So here are some of the things that Kanye was trying to, I guess you could say, drag out. That's what his intention was. But there were some things in the prenup that he wanted looked at. One of those things, any property acquired by a party during their marriage will be considered their own separate property. And if they purchase property jointly, the home would be considered a community asset. Okay. Both parties agreed the properties would be their sole property and each would handle their own mortgages. The deal also leaves room for both child and spousal support. So here is what happened in the court hearing per TMZ. Kim was on video call. Kanye was not there. Kanye's lawyer did not object actually to restoring Kim's single status, although his lawyer said there was three conditions. One, any right to get reimbursement of money that's supposed to be divided up will be preserved in case either one of them dies. The judge granted that condition, which he he like kept bringing the part about them dying up. And it's like, bro, I mean, I know it's important, but it's also a little heavy. The other two things that Kanye brought up were rejected. One of them being that Kim would not transfer any assets she had in trust. And if Kim remarries, she would waive the marital privilege. That privilege means a new spouse would not have to testify about communications that he had with her. The judge said no to that. So it seems like our T's and P's, our thoughts and prayers really paid off for Kimmy. And that leads us to headline number two. Who is Cheney Jones? Cheney Jones is Kanye's new muse, if you will. If I were Julia, I'd be like, well, crap. Like, I'm only good for six weeks of inspo. You know, like, damn, I wasn't a good muse, I guess. Cheney Jones, actually, you know, a very smart, independent, well-off woman. She studied elementary education at the University of Delaware and is currently pursuing her master's in counseling at Wilmington University, and she specializes in mental health. She currently is the chief operating officer of First State Behavior... Behave... Why can't I say that word? Oh, my God. Behave... Stop, you guys. Behavioral? I don't know how to say that word. Wow. Health. She's smarter than me. That's for sure. Sources at TMZ claim that they're not dating exclusively. We've heard that before, a la 
Julier, but alleged that the designer was undeniably drawn to Cheney Jones because of her resemblance to Kim. She does look just like her. It's scary. It's scary how much she looks like her. Speaking of people that look like Kim Kardashian, I posted a photo of Megan Fox to my Instagram story the other day. I just, I love Megan Fox. I love her edge. I was always like a secretly emo kid at heart. You know, back in the day, I had the studded belt. I had the red streaks in my hair. I only listened to emo music. But somebody was like, is it just me? Or is she trying to look like Kim Kardashian? And I'm like, but isn't everybody in Hollywood? Literally. Do they just go to the plastic surgeon and show Kim Kardashian's face? I don't understand it. But anyways, there's Chaney Jones, Kanye's new muse. And you know what else? I'm going on a little bit of a tangent right now. None of this is in my notes, but I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I saw on Kanye's Instagram that he posted something like, I'm I'm going to try to look it up while I'm talking, but that he was the most streamed artist. Of course, he deleted it. Of course, he deleted it. What is wrong with him? It was like he was the most streamed artist last week on Spotify. And it's like, We always ask the question, is this real? Is this just for publicity? If it's for publicity, it's working. Not saying that it's right, but it is. I watched the Kanye documentary on Netflix. It's amazing. And I say that knowing that he's like putting us through the ringer right now, putting his family through the ringer right now. I've always loved Kanye's music, though. I've been a fan of his music since I was like in middle school. And so... To see how much footage he has of his whole entire life. I mean, before he was famous, during his come up, and of course, part three hasn't came out yet, but it's supposedly all about his controversial moments. So I'm looking forward to see how they addressed it because he did say on his Instagram too, like, you know, he, he tagged Netflix in some posts. I don't know, saying like, I need final approval. So he is going to talk about it. I'm interested in hearing what he has to say. All right, let's move on to headline number three. Colton Underwood is engaged. Former Bachelor Colton Underwood is now off the market. Of course, let's just give you a little recap. He was The Bachelor in 2019, but he came out on Good Morning America last April. He then started dating Jordan C. Brown and is now engaged. Colton has definitely had a long road. He dated Cassie for a couple years, but things got really bad. He had a restraining order by his ex, Cassie Randolph, after being accused of harassing her and putting a tracking device on her car. Allegedly, during the time the couple was filming a reality show together, before she filed for the protection order. So they break up. You know, Cassie really wants no part of it at all. And doesn't it stink that every single time something happens with Colton, you have to talk about Cassie, even if she doesn't want you to, because you need the full picture of where we started with Colton and then how we got to where we are. Otherwise, it doesn't really make sense. So anyways, they break up. He then goes on Good Morning America last April to come out. And then he gets a Netflix show documenting his journey where he comes out to all of his family and friends. And now he's engaged to the first man that he has dated. So who is this Jordan C. Brown? He works in politics. I found this on Hollywood Life. He's a political strategist. I mean, and then obviously I looked up his LinkedIn. He's a political strategist has been super involved in campaigns for the Democratic Party, starting with career advising, former Secretary of State 
John Kerry's 2004 presidential campaign. He was also an advisor for former President Barack Obama for both his 2008 and 2012 campaigns, and then was an advisor to former presidential candidate and First Lady Hillary Clinton for the 2016 campaign, according to Hollywood Life and his LinkedIn. He's got some super famous friends, Scooter Braun, Olivia Wilde, Sophia Bush. He also has dipped his toes into the singing pool, which is maybe how he knows Scooter Braun. You know, Scooter Braun manages all the big boys in Hollywood, Justin Bieber, who turned 28 this week. Justin Bieber turned 28 this week. It A, makes me like reevaluate where I am in my life because I'm 29. And B, remember when Justin Bieber was like, 16 and all of us little teeny boppers had the world's biggest crush on him. It just moments like this, man, make you feel old. My question is, will they want a show? Maybe. I have no idea. You know, obviously people are super happy for Colton finally living in his truth. They're thinking, you know, maybe, maybe his past was him trying to suppress Things. Not that it's an excuse because it's not, but I don't know that his first show did all that well. I, I know it was a big deal when he did the Good Morning America interview, but I don't know how many people actually sat down and watched it. I watched like three episodes of it. I got to the point where Colton came out to his dad and I'm going to be honest with you. I just felt a strange emotion watching that, you know, like it should not have been a conversation that was on camera for the world to see. And I can only imagine really how his dad felt about it. So I don't know, TBD on Fulton Underwood and his new fiance. Let's take a quick break. We're going to get into a deep dive all about love is blind. And I got some opinions, y'all. So hang on. We'll be right back. Here's to the great American settlers, the millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This week's deep dive comes to us from Angela. Hey, Morgan. It's Angela from Cincinnati, Ohio. I need to know which Love is Blind couples are still together and what is with the drama between Kyle and Shake. Please fill us in. I love your podcast. You always keep me up to date with everything pop culture. Love you like a sis. Yes, it is wild. And we know that the reunion is coming out very, very soon. I believe it's the fourth. So we got to keep it kind of vague or I guess the characters rather are keeping it vague on social media, but let's go through who got engaged, who's like speculated to be together. And then we'll get into this drama with Kyle, Jake and Deep D. So let's start with Danielle and Nick. Every photo that Danielle is posting on her Instagram right now, she is hiding 
her ring finger. Neither one of them have posted anything like to the grid personally, but when the finale aired, they were reposting like, yay, happy responses from fans. And also, as I sat down to do the pod, I saw a promo video. We'll get into that when we talk about Natalie and Shane, but there's a little snippet of Nick in there in the little corner and he has his wedding ring on. So I think that Danielle and Nick are still together. Yana and Jarrett, they both still follow each other on Instagram. So my prediction is that they are still together. I think Natalie and Shane will get back together. They both posted long, mushy Instagram captions to each other with like a million pictures of them being cute. And let me tell you, I told you last week, I feel like 95% of the pod is me reading these Instagram captions. I refuse to do it today. I refuse. So I thought that they were already back together, but then I saw the video, the promo video, and they were discussing the argument that essentially led to their breakup. Shane was saying that Natalie needed to take accountability for her part in the fight. Lots of tears. So I don't know if they're back together or not. So this is where things start to get really messy as if it wasn't already messy enough. Deep D, our queen deeps. She seems to be the hot commodity because as we know, she said no to shake at the altar, but she and Sal had posted a picture together that said unshakable vibes that raised some eyebrows. But then rumor has it that deep D is with Shayna's ex, Kyle. And that started a bit of an Instagram war between Kyle and Shake. So it started on that Love is Blind verified Instagram page. They were teasing the reunion. It was just a photo. And in the comments, Kyle said, just me enjoying the train wreck. And that apparently set Shake off. He responded directly to Kyle and said, translation, you're a little bit. I'm not joking. That's what he said. You're a little bit. Two H's. <laughs> I feel stupid saying it. How? Shake. Come on, bro. You got to do better. He also says, I'm going to warn you. I Stop. I have to read it like he says it. And it's like second level embar- or secondhand embarrassment. He says, I'm going to warn you. I keeps it real at this reunion. He said it, not me. Please. Please do not come for me. He said he was made out to be a villain, so he played one. Who knows if Kyle was even talking about Shake, you know, from the jump, but it really set him off. He went on his Instagram stories essentially calling Kyle a serial cheater. Something I forgot when all this drama started going down is that all of these people, all of them are from Chicago. All of them. I forgot that that's how it works. The first season they were in Atlanta, and then this season they were all from. Chicago. So it's very likely that some of these people have run around in the same circles and we're finding that out to be true for Kyle and Shake. For example, I have a follower who lives in Chicago. She slid into my DMs and of course, allegedly, we're sipping the tea. She let me know that Shake and Kyle did know each other and that they actually dated roommates. Okay. So a set of roommates, two girls, one of them dated Shake, one of them dated Kyle. Well, Shake went out with the one girl only one time. Apparently, it, it didn't end well. Shocker, right? But Kyle was seriously dating the other one. But in Shake's defense, he was right about him being a serial cheater. And that is why this particular woman and Kyle broke up after about three or four months of them dating. And of course, 
this is not verified. This is just tea sipping DM that I got Dumois style. But Kyle has not, he hasn't put anything out there in response to Shake calling him a cheater publicly. So, I mean, if Shake knew that about Kyle, that would kind of explain the outburst. Shake is also saying that he's not sorry for the way that he acted, that he wasn't going to pretend to be sad about what went down at the altar. He posted this Instagram video and said, I think I handled the situation as best as anybody in my situation could. And at the end of the day, I'm going to live my best life going forward. And you don't have to like me. Only I have to like me, thankfully. And that's real life. Okay, shake. As long as you like yourself, buddy. I guess that's all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can form an opinion, but I'm afraid to say it. I'll post it in the community post. Wink, wink. So I was looking through Shake's Instagram. And what really caught me off guard were the photos of him and Deep D on what would have been their wedding day. Pictures of them together with each other's family. Happy as, you know, happy as a clam, happy as can be. And when were these photos taken? You know, I do think Shake was also going to say no, but it still seems kind of odd. And I don't think that they would take these photos before the wedding because it's a reality TV show. They're trying to capture the drama of the moment. You know, you can't see the person before the big moment. And then Shake posts pictures of him and Deep D and all their friends, you know, in their wedding outfits. And it's like, huh? I'm confused. And then he posts a photo of him and Deep D and someone else who was in the pods but was not featured on the show at Nobu the next day. You know, he's like, I told you I had a reservation. So I'm like, what? I'm so confused. Do they hate each other? Or do they like each other? Are they civil? I don't know. Deep D isn't tagged in any of these photos. So maybe there was like a blocking situation involved and maybe her cordial feelings towards him changed after she watched the season back. But her speech at the altar made it seem like she knew everything that he said. How is it one second you're like, I choose me because you never did. And then snapping pictures at the after party and going to Nobu the next day. I feel like it's a huge flaw in the way that the show was maybe edited or how they maybe allowed the cast to post things in real time because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And as for the reunion, we will just have to see how much of a villain Shake played or he actually was. All right, you guys, to end this week's episode, I want to do Bachelor finale predictions. We are down to our final three, and things are starting to get juicy. We have Rachel, Gabby, and Susie. Let's start with Gabby. Was Gabby's hometown date not the greatest date ever? It hit me right in the fields when I tell you I was sobbing, sobbing. So her dad wasn't able to be there because I believe They said that he was undergoing treatment for cancer. I could be wrong. He's undergoing treatment for something. And with COVID, they had to take extra precautions, you know? So we were all like, oh man, I really wish Gabby's dad was able to be there. Then a little beep, beep, honk at the door. Who could it be? No, it couldn't be. Could it? It's Gabby's dad. He shows up outside the house. He can't even come inside or hug Gabby because they're taking COVID precautions, but he does the whole sign thing, you know, where he like writes out a whole conversation on the signs. It was really sweet, but also like, could he not like speak? 
you know? Like, just say hello, maybe. Gabby as The Bachelorette is growing on me. I cannot lie. At first, I was really wanting Susie. But after seeing Gabby's hometown date, I think I would really enjoy it. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Brit v. Caitlin saga. You know, remember when they made the guys choose? And they're both beautiful and perfect in every way. Don't get me wrong. But Caitlin was like the funny, goofy one. And then Brit was like the pageant queen. It kind of reminds me of Susie and Gabby. And I think now I'm actually leaning more towards Gabby because she would give us something a little bit different. They tend to water down the lead a lot. I mean, a la Matt James. During Matt James' season of The Bachelor, we were like, what is going on? Where is the quarantine crew personality? We would see it at the end of the show, you know, in the two-minute bloopers with them dancing and acting silly. But then when it came to the show, they showed none of that. And especially now that we see him in real life on TikTok and stuff, he seems like a fun guy. So they do tend to like water them down. But I don't think that they could do that with Gabby because it is who she is, you know? So let's talk about Susie. I cannot remember the hometown day, to be honest. What did they do? Oh, they did jujitsu. They shrimped. They shrimped it up. Susie's dad was really sweet. I don't know why I can't remember anything else from Susie's hometown. <laughs> Gabby's was just that good. I'm sorry. Okay, let's move on to Rachel. I saw the joke online. How did Rachel lose her voice when she's been whispering all season? Clayton, I just feel at home with you. It's so clear that Rachel's the winner, right? And I am unspoiled. I have not looked it up. Their sexual tension, man, their chemistry is just flying off the charts. And Rachel's dad, oh my God. Something about when dads start crying, I cry automatically. I cannot help it. And I thought Clayton actually handled Rachel's dad pretty well. You know, she kind of gassed him up like he's going to rip out your soul. And he didn't, you know, all things considered. Sidebar, I just want to go on here publicly and say, and this might be an unpopular opinion. I don't understand like the heat that Clayton is getting. He's getting a lot of hate. I don't really understand why. I get it. He hooked up with two girls in the fantasy suites. But is that really that uncommon? Is it? We know that Andy Dorfman did it. Hannah Brown did it. And she was celebrated for it. This isn't Christian Mingle. It's The Bachelor. Like, what do you think is going to happen? If I were one of the final women, I would just not want to know, you know? Like, just keep it. Keep our relationship between the two of us, or at least tell me like in the privacy of our own home so I can react that way. But he just comes out and says it. Anyways, here's my predictions for how the season will end. I do think that Gabby will go home next. I think she's going to be the it girl on Bachelor in Paradise if she does not end up being the Bachelorette. I would have loved to see her end up with Greg Grippo, but we know he's dating another lady now. So who else could we hook her up with? Oh, maybe Justin. Ooh, I like it. They're both funny. They're both quirky. Wait, I ship. I ship Gabby and Justin. Okay, let's get to Susie. I think she'll get second. And like I said, I go back and forth with her and Gabby for Bachelorette. I'm going to say if ABC goes the safe route, they'll choose Susie as the Bachelorette. If she were to go to Paradise, let's set her up with ooh Ben Smith. I would love to see her with Ben Smith from Tasha's season. I miss Ben Smith. Why won't he come on the Bachelor franchise anymore? <laughs> he was like one and done out of there. Rachel, the winner prediction, unspoiled. I think Rachel wins, but I think that she thinks 
that she has no competition. So when Clayton says he's in love with all three and he's been with two, I think that sends her. I think it sends her. And I think maybe she'll just be so distraught that she up and leaves. Pieces out completely. Then we'll get B-roll of Clayton like strolling through his hometown alone. Broke, as he would say. Flashbacks of Rachel making out on trees, making out while they're horseback riding. Did they make out on a horse? I can't remember, but it sounds like something that they would do. Then a knock on the door. Clayton shows up at Rachel's house, except it's Papa Rachel that answers the door, looking like the Terminator, ready to crush this little roach that hurt his little Italian daughter. Dad won't let Clayton talk to Rachel. He's like, boop, bye, see you later, slams the door in his face. So then they have to hash it out on after the final rose because they have not been in communication. Clayton is still broken, but he begs and pleads. I don't think they get engaged, but I think they will agree to work things out on after the final rose. And I think by the time that it airs, they will be happy, healthy, loving life, making out, you know, hopefully in the comfort of their own home. All right, you guys, now is the time. Let's head over to the dip.com to the Morgan's Pop Talks community group. And we will discuss all the things. If you want to know how I really feel about it all, leave me a question on the community group and we will get into all the tea there. Don't forget to leave a review too. Right now we are sitting at 288 reviews on Apple Pods. I would love, love to get to 300. If you love me like a sis, just hit the little five-star button. Boop, boop. It'll take you two seconds and I'll love you forever. All right, you guys, let's chat it out at the dip.com. I'll see you there and I'll see you back here next week. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. 